Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans. Summer is over. Autumn is here. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is The Scorecard, your daily fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, the 1st of March. And this morning, there is a full menu of sport to sample as we look at the newest rivalry in world sport, why Aaron Finch doesn't need to worry about scoring runs, and which fan base will be feeling sick to their stomachs ahead of some scans today. But first, we need to say a farewell. And then kicks to centre-half forward, neat looking kick, oh yes! Cyril takes a special and goes bang! It's a beautiful thing! After more than 1,000 games of AFL, including 20 grand finals, Bruce McAvaney has announced he is stepping down from his AFL commentary pedestal. I felt like I'd got to a stage in my career that I had to reduce my workload. McAvaney has been the voice of so many of the game's big moments that it's difficult to imagine the game without him. Malczewski, two goals that he'll never forget, and they're home all right. They've done it. What a team. That culture, the bloods. Good kick. Gives Pickett a chance. It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Martin to put pressure. Still with Martin. Can he kick a fourth? Oh, he has. But for those thinking they've heard the last of McAvaney on their screens, never fear. Certainly not anything close to retirement. It's just a new phase where I cut back slightly and... Anything that I'm asked to do at seven, I'm going to do with the same enthusiasm and the same commitment. McAvaney will continue to front seven's racing coverage as well as head up the network's broadcast of the Tokyo Olympics, hopefully there to immortalise our next Cathy Freeman moment. This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. What a legend. What a champion. So however Bruce chooses to celebrate the end of his AFL calling, he's hoping it's special. A full weekend of trial games will have NRL fans waking up with different tunes in their heads this morning. After trouncing the Dragons by 32 points in the Charity Shield, South Sydney fans will be feeling... Roosters fans, meanwhile, enjoyed a six-point win over the Raiders, but it's reports that the NRL is set to break their own rules and grant 17-year-old Joseph Suwali permission to play before he turns 18. That'll have them cruising into work. But Melbourne Storm fans might not be so upbeat. I hurt myself today. First choice, we'll go Harry Grant. Went down injured in the trial win over Newcastle. It's feared the man who was destined to replace Cam Smith has suffered a grade 2 MCL sprain, which would put him on the sidelines for three to six weeks. Grant will have scans today, and he, his teammates, Coach Craig Bellamy, and every single Storm fan will be crossing their fingers the injury isn't worse for the rising star. Trailing 2-0 in the five-game T20 series against New Zealand, Australia have been praying for a miracle heading into the third game on Wednesday this week. The New Zealand city of Auckland has entered a week-long lockdown after a new coronavirus case was discovered. Yes, Auckland has moved to level three lockdown while the rest of the country has moved to level two. So what? Well, while Australia must play back-to-back games in Wellington this week, no fans will be permitted into the games, giving the Aussies a neutral environment to try and claw their way back into the series. How's the serenity? Meanwhile, despite his lean run of form, Aussie T20 captain Aaron Finch has been given one hell of a pat on the back from national selector George Bailey, who declared speculation about Finch's future as captain nothing but... Speaking to the Herald Sun, Bailey said of Finch, he's the captain of this side and he'll be the captain of this side at the World Cup. 
said World Cup isn't scheduled to be played until October later this year in India, meaning Finch has plenty of time to find his best form. Although, if he did find it before Wednesday's third and possibly series deciding match against New Zealand, that'd be great as well. Petrol heads rejoice. The V8s are underway for 2021 as the hallowed track that is Mount Panorama in Bathurst hosted the opening race weekend. With the champion of the last two years, New Zealand's Scott McLaughlin now racing in the US, the question heading into the weekend was who would stake their claim to his supercar's throne. I will be king. And while the Bathurst track delivered its usual dose of carnage... Oh, so Slade has whacked the wall big time at the top of the mountain. McLaughlin's countryman Shane Van Gisbergen got his 2021 season off to the best possible start. Shane Van Gisbergen, he rolls into the Pertec victory lane and he has got big credit in the bank. Two times 150 points, 300 points, perfect score for him on the weekend. Van Gisbergen did the double winning Saturday and Sunday's race, setting him up beautifully to keep the Drivers' Championship in the land of the long white cloud. Geez, they can off-drive better than us at the moment. They can just plain drive better than us too. The Kiwis are kicking our asses, Australia. Stand up! Here at the Scorecard, we love a good sporting rivalry. Holden v Ford, Queensland v New South Wales, Stephen Bradbury v people who can't stand up on ice skates. But we might have just found a new favourite, and it's got everything. It's soccer v basketball. Sweden v America. It's LeBron v Zlatan. He's a phenomenal in what he's doing, but I don't like when people, when they have a, they, some kind of status and they go in and they do politics at the same time what they're doing. I mean, do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football because I'm the best in playing football. I don't do politics. If I would be a political politician, I would do politics. That is the first mistake people do when they become famous and they come in a certain st uh, status. Stay out of it. They just do what you're best at because it doesn't look good. AC Milan striker Zlatan Ibrahimovic criticising the actions of LeBron James for weighing in on political issues, something LeBron has famously dealt with before when he was once told to... Shut up and dribble. And as he did then, LeBron responded to Zlatan at the first opportunity. You know, I would never uh, shut up about things that's... Um that's wrong. I preach about my people and I preach about, uh, you know, equality, social injustice, racism, but there's no way uh, I will ever just stick to sports because I understand how, you know, how this platform and how powerful my voice is. But more than just explaining his own reasons for speaking out, LeBron reminded the world of a time where Zlatan was more than happy to speak about more than just football. It's funny he say that because I believe in like 2018, he was the same guy who said uh, when he was back in Sweden, talking about the same things um, because his last name wasn't a certain last name that uh, he felt like it was some racism going on when he was out on the pitch. I speak from a very educated mind. I'm kind of the wrong guy to actually go at because I do my homework. I don't know if Zlatan's ever been dunked on before, but he has now. And that is your Fast Fun Daily Hit of Sport to kickstart your week. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, why not drop the podcast a review and a five-star rating? It'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.